pink and blue floodlights. Local mum Nia Payne, originally from Tembe and who now lives in Kilgarran, approached Pembrokeshire County Council with a request for the special floodlighting for the locations, notably Tembe's Castle Hill and Pembroke Castle. Nia's little girl Gwenny was born sleeping earlier this year. Now in its 17th year, the week is being spearheaded by SANS, the stillbirth and neonatal death charity. Nia has posted on Facebook, When you look at these landmarks, even in passing, please have a thought for all the babies and angels born in our beautiful area. New contractors have been appointed for the redevelopment of Welsh Water's Llysafran Visitor Attraction and Recreation Park. The work will be carried out by WRW Construction Limited, following the collapse earlier this year by the original contractors, Dornus. The redevelopment will include the refurbishment and expansion of the visitor centre and a full upgrade of the cafe. The new outdoor activity centre and waterside cabin will be built to benefit walkers, cycling and water sports enthusiasts and will include a food stop, meeting rooms, changing facilities and cycle hire. £1.7 million of European Union funds was secured through the Welsh Government's Tourism Attraction Destination Programme, led by Visit Wales. Vicky Martin, Head of Visitor Attractions at Dua Cymru Welsh Water, said, We are pleased that our work to create a world-class, vibrant visitor attraction will soon recommence on site. This will create a hub for health and well-being and will bring benefits to the local rural tourism industry in Pembrokeshire. More information is available on Welsh Water Customer Services 0800 085 3968 or by email at lisafran at duacumry.com. A Haken man is to be sentenced later this month at Swansea Crown Court after being convicted of fraud by false representation when he appeared at Haverford West Magistrates Court on Tuesday, October the 8th. Darren Dyson of Gellerswick Road dishonestly forged a signature to make a gain of £12,816 for himself between April 2011 and January 2017. Dyson and a friend took out a joint mortgage to buy and renovate a house and lived together there until animosity arose in 2017. After Dyson moved out, his former friend offered to buy his share of the property and found money had been taken out of their joint bank account without his knowledge. Prosecutor Sean Vaughan commented, It was clearly a breach of trust and a large amount of money. Clearly a deliberate fraud. Mike Kelleher, defending, said Dyson took the funds from a top-up facility on the mortgage account and used most of it to fund renovations. Dyson will appear at Swansea Crown Court on October the 29th. He has been released on unconditional bail. Four Pembrokeshire Extinction Rebellion activists have been arrested during the latest climate change action taking place in London. Sisters Ella Starling from Kreuzkoch and Jess Southwell of St David's were amongst those taken into custody. The pair had been locked together on the street for 20 hours in front of the Home Office building on Marsham Street. Jess has a heart condition and passed out as she came out of the police van. After 12 hours they were released from Charing Cross Police Station and in good health. They have now returned to the streets. I'm Kim Thomas and you're up to date with Pembrokes' News. For competitions and local news, follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio. Baby, when 
to the Saturday Sports Show with myself Jonathan Twig here on the Peel West Radio big shout out to Hallie and Joe from the Dead Ball Line that will be contributing an awful lot this week once again we've got a new feature the Pembroke Junior League Netball their results are coming up at the end of the show they're also talking about walking football and walking netball new phenomena in the sporting circles in the county Hallie does talk about the Swans they're off the top of the championship unfortunately after last week's 2-1 defeat at home to Stoke City when Joe Allen from Narvath originally was the star of the show. 
This afternoon as West Wales FA Cup games going on, always a highlight in the season for local footballers. In rugby there's also cup games in the plate and league fixtures returning and we've also got an extended feature on boxing. After the week last Friday sensational boxing event that has held at the Parkhouse Arena in Haverford West. Congratulations to the Jones family and to Graham Bockway for hosting such an impeccable event. That's all to come here on the Saturday Sports Show with myself, Jonathan Twig. Stay tuned for the next hour to find out what's going on in Pembrokeshire and the Pembrokeshire sporting scene.
Welcome back to Saturday Sports Show on PS Radio. I'm Harry Twig and it's been a disaster last weekend at Stoke City who arrived bottom of championship table and not having won in Swansea outside the Premier League since 1955. They beat us 2-1 with a last minute goal. Andre Ayew scored his second goal of the week that first won the winner in Charlton on Wednesday night which was the first since May 2016 inside a minute gave an already passionate 16,612 an electrifying charge as he followed up a great run by Jan Dander. Ayew having two further chances inside the first five minutes. It set the tempo nicely and to obliterate any hang-ups we had having taken one point from our last two home games. How wrong was I? The visitors were captained by former Swan and Narbuth ball midfielder Joe Allen who played 127 times for us. Funnily enough, the same number of appearances he has now made for the Potters, scoring seven Super Swan goals between 2007 and 2012 before he departed to Liverpool. Industrious as ever, his class shines above his teammates. The booing he catched from the East End, perhaps testament of how important he is, and that derision more respectful than it sounded for a servant who is etched in our folklore. Joe has the touches, first time, and sweetness of a pass. Many would relish. A footballing brain that allowed him the drive of tenacity to have his shot parried into the path of another former swan, Sam Klukas, who equalised. Why, why, why Delilah, one asks. Allen also snapped a yellow card on 42 minutes in a challenge. Tough call, yes, in my opinion. Matt Grimes not even fouled and Steve Cooper's comment on match officials being consistent rings true again. This was Stoke's first win in 11 league matches this season but it was to a brutally honest Steve Cooper I spoke post-match when I asked him how disappointed he was with the result and the performance. But we fell short today with our performance levels and um, didn't do what we aimed to do in every game anywhere near the level and um, ultimately it, it, it cost us, um, turned the ball over too many times. Um, didn't press well enough, you know, wanted to show Stoke into certain areas, when they went there we let them come out and like I said, when you do, you know, the basics not well enough then, you know, it will, it will cost you and today that was the case, it was as black and white as that. You started so well, scoring in the first minute and keeping such a high tempo in the opening 10 minutes, where did it all go wrong? You know, it was on the back of what I just said, I just don't, don't think that, um, yeah, perfect start. You know, you go goal up, and you should, you should, you should build on that. And when we did, uh, you know, early on, did create some other chances where, where we were good going forward. But for some reason, we were, we didn't want to play forward. We didn't want to break lines. We didn't want to, um, you know, be brave enough in 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 areas of the pitch to make a difference. And um, which bit a little bit negative with our with our height of the team. Back four were quite deep, and we sort of encouraged them to come on to us. And um, um, like I said, you know, when when you encourage teams to come on to you and let them have the ball in, in hurtful areas, then the inevitable will happen. You mentioned not being brave today. That's not your mantra, Steve. How did that happen? Yeah, it, I don't know. It's, you know, There was lots of things in our game today that wasn't at the level required, so um, that's only one, one aspect, so it would be wrong just to focus on, on that. Um, as I said, you know, um, I thought in the end you know, we didn't do enough to, to get a result from the game. We know why because you know we we didn't play to our to our identity and you know the reason why we play certain ways we think you'll win games today we didn't do that and, and we got we got the uh, we got the result that it was. Was it a mistake to perhaps not take how Stoke might play more into your own game plan? Yeah, I mean, l l listen, I said before um, we didn't I didn't pay too much attention to to Stoke's league position and form because if you look at their squad on paper it's 
one of the strongest, if not the strongest, in, in the league. So if you let a good set of players play, regardless of what's gone on before, then they can play. And, you know, that's, that's, what we, that's what we did. The international break has come out at a good time to perhaps sit back, reflect and regroup. We, and we would do that anyway. You know, listen, we, we, we had a, we've had some great results this season so far. You know, off the back of one on Wednesday, we, we didn't get too high. And, and although we're really disappointed with this, you know, we're not going to get too low either. You know, we, we've, um, we'll learn from it, you know, and um, uh, we'll step forward. And, and like I said, we'll deal with the international break exactly as we planned to and, um, uh, and get ready for in a couple of weeks for, for Barnsley. Are you concerned with our home form? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm concerned because I thought that, like I said, I think this performance stands alone really in terms of, of how it was. I don't think it was similar to other performances. I think, like I said, we, we fell short in too many ways today. So it was a bit of a one-off in terms of pattern. Um, what I do know, it, it, you know, it, it was a game that, that before we, we expected to win and we thought we could win and should have won, but, um, but we didn't make that the case and you know, we, we'll only look at ourselves. Thank you, steve Brutally honest in your responses, and October is a busy month for us after tomorrow's second international home to Croatia, returning to an action on Saturday 19th away at Barnsley in South Yorkshire. A sign nicknamed the Tykes, who were founded in 1887 by Reverend Timothy Preedy under the name Barnsley St. Peter's. They have played at their Oakwood ground since 1888 in the club's colours which have been red and white since 1904. They won the FA Cup in 1911-1912 and have won two trophies at Wembley Stadium in 2016. The Football League trophy, beating Oxford United 3-2 in the final and the 2016 Football League playoffs, beating Millwall 3-1 in the final. Barnsley became only the second club to secure both the Football League trophy and Football League. We welcomed Brentford on Tuesday 22nd and then the South Wales Derby on Sunday 27th when Cardiff City arrive at the Liberty Stadium for a high noon kickoff. More on that to follow in the next few weeks. Suffice now to thank you for tuning in once again in support of me and my super swans. There are many things a mother can pass on to her baby. Her smile, her eye colour and her immunity to whooping cough. Whooping cough is a very dangerous illness for young babies and at the moment it's spreading fast. A simple vaccination during your pregnancy can help to protect your baby in their first weeks. Please speak to your GP, nurse or healthcare professional and pass on your immunity. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. Tell you something I really, 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 really 
gave you eyes like that Said you could keep them I don't know how to act Or if I should be leaving I'm running out of time Going out of my mind I need to tell you something Yeah, I need to tell you something Yeah! Saturday Sports Show, myself Jonathan Twig. Haverfordless County, 1 0 winners last weekend, thanks, thanks to a Marcus Griffith striker, but come round Celtic. That's lifted them back into third place in the Welsh Championship. Today, they're home to Taft's Wells on the Bridge Meadow. Good luck there to Wayne Jones and the Bluebirds. Locally in Division 1, top of the table, Moncton Swifts, last season's defending champions, coming back 4 from 4. Up there with them again, no surprise, Millers, Bridge, Haken and Goodick United, all with nine points. The Bridge haven't been the only side to have lost the game. Penner Robbins and Saundersfoot Sports are pointless at the bottom of the league. St Clair's and Clavison Road have just a point. In Division 2, Kilgetty, Sinishmals, they drew last week down in Sinishmals, so it's Kilgetty with ten points, and the Tish Mice Men with seven, also on seven to Hundleton, Millers, Bridge seconds and Milford United. Bottom of the league there, Johnson, they've got two points, and Broadhaven three points alongside Hugh Branston and Loretti on three points. Fair play to Johnson, they picked up a 2-2 draw against Murphy United at Marble Hall last week. That's a great draw for the Tigers. In Division 3, Moncton Swift, second to leading away, played 5-1-5, maximum 15 points, and just three points behind then, and Milford Athletic, who have played 4-1-4. Both unbeaten in that league at the moment. In third place, Akero seconds. But in fairness, in Division 3, I can't see beyond the Swift seconds and the Athletic there to see who'll get promoted. Bottom of Division 3, pointless at the moment for four games. Clarby Road seconds. And then there's three sides on three points. Has Letterson, Pembroke Borough and Goody United. But in a relegation battle, it's all to play for. In Division 4, Broadhaven seconds and half of the Critic Club seconds. They're top of the league. Broadhaven, unbeaten 5 from 5, the Cricket Club have drawn 1, Tembe, they're 4 from 4, unbeaten as well on 12 points. That could be a real titanic battle for promotion in Division 4, even this early. It's clear to see there's going to be a few sides involved in that. Bottom of the league, they are Sinclair seconds, they're pointless after their 5 games, and just above them on 3 points, Solver seconds, and Penarob in thirds. In Division 5, Milford Athletic seconds, they're top of the league, 4 from 4, 12 points. Newport Tigers, they've lost one game, they've got 12 points also. Ankle Getty seconds in third place. Holding up all the other sides at the moment in the Premier League, that's Lorraine seconds. 
Play 5, Lost 5. The most exciting time in Pembrokeshire football to their minds, the first round of the West Wales Intermediate Cup. There's a raft of games being played in the county and there's also a number of clubs who are on their travels. A bit of a highlight for them. Starting that off, that's Lorraine, they're off to Bryn Rovers in Neath. Celtic Neath entertain Kilgetty. Claverson Road take on Crack Swansea Side Convelling Press. Fishguard Sports host Kilfrew Rovers. Sinishmos, they're on the road to go sign an athletic just outside Swansea. Our first critical club entertain the side resolving. Hugh Brunst, a home to Camarthens, Sipen, Gatley United. Handleton take on Morrison Town. Letterson take on Everson Williams. Moncton Swift, top of the Premier League, travel to Lacker Rovers. Merton Rovers, they entertain Milford United. Narbeth, a home to Anastawi Athletic at Jesse Road. Nyland take on Clitheroe Sports. Penna Robbins take on Carmarthenshire side Davin Welfare. St Joseph's entertain St Clair's and last but by no means least, Pendiner on their travels to one Isleworth, just outside Swansea. That does leave a couple of games in Division 1. Goodick United take on Cairn, Wheelers Bridge take on Saundersfoot. That's three of the sides there that were in the semi-finals of the West Wales Cup last year. They automatically receive a bye into the second round. In Division 2, Broadhaven seconds. They're hosting Winners Bridge seconds. Haken United seconds take on the Johnson Tigers and Solver are home to Penna Robin thirds. In Division 3, top of the table clash, Cairo seconds. They take on Milford Athletic at the Recreation Ground. Cosherson take on Camrose. Moncton Swifts take on Claverson Road seconds. And Pembroke Butter take on Fishcard Sport seconds. Have a great sporting weekend if you're out on the football field. For more here on the Saturday Sports Show on Pure West Radio.
Welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show. Myself, Jonathan Twig. Commiserations to Sean Gales and Arbeth Otters. They lost by 50 points to 8 against unbeaten Pontypool. Both sides were unbeaten going into that game. But unfortunately for the Otters, Pontypool have been unbeaten now for three seasons. In Division 1 West, Cremeth beat Cosine and 30 points to 10. Pembroke picked up their first win of the season, 20 points to 3 against Leslie Wanderers. And unfortunately for the Green Machine, Whitland lost 47-35 in an outstanding game of rugby in the Carmarthenshire Village. In Division 2 West, Milford Haven, 23, T-Cross, 19. Another win there for Nathan Gully Williams, his side. Pony Bell of 19, Tempe United, 18. Just a point of drift there for the young Tempe United side. And in Division 3A West, unbeaten sides have a for rest and land, 27-0 victory for the Blues. Also in Division 3A West, another side unbeaten at this stage of the season, Pembroke Dock Quinn 64, St David's 5. Lampard to town, they hammered Naden 57-7, whilst Langham lost 48-19 from their travels to Dragranen, despite the tri-hat-trick there from skipper Josh Hicks. That leaves Narbeth now. They're in mid-table in the WRU Championships in 6th place on 13 points. That's just 4 points adrift to 2nd place Bedwas, a side whom they're taking on this afternoon. Good luck there to the Otters. In Division 1 West, Whitland remain in 5th place on 10 points, the same number of points as Crimmer and Pembroke. They're separated just on points difference. Division 2 West, Milford Haven are up to 3rd place, just 5 points off the top against unbeat Mumbles, who overcame Fishguards last Saturday afternoon. Fishka themselves, they come to be placing mid-table with 13 points and two wins in their four games. And Division 3A West, that's now down to be a battle, I think, between Pemmodore Quinns and Haverford West this early in the season. The Quinns played 4-1 for 20 points, maximum bonus points. Haverford West played 3-1-3, but they've dropped a bonus point. Will that be crucial at the end of the season? I'm not so sure, to be honest with you. As I don't think it'll come down to that, it'll be won and lost on the two games that they play. They are being pushed by Lampeter Town and Aberridan, same number of points as the Blues. Whitland are still involved in the WRU plate, they're away at Meister Celtic, and Cremach themselves, they're away at Slangenach, who triumphed over the Green Machine last week. In the bowl, Clannabother take on Haverford West. In Division 2 West, Fish can find themselves on the road to Buddyport. And Tembe United are entertaining Swansea side Luckell at Hayward Lane. In Division 3A West, St David's take on Trincallon. And in the Pembershire Youth League, Aberystwyth take on Pembroke Dockwins. Haverford West host Fishguard. Narbeth take on Tembe United. St David's are taking on Aberydon and Whitland. They're taking on Pembroke after the demise now. The Cardigan have withdrawn from the league. For those of you enjoying your rugby this afternoon and the oval ball, let's keep supporting Wales as well as they head into the quarterfinals. And it's great to see local lads from the Scarlets. Bank of Ellen boys used to play their rugby for Whitland as well. Brothers in arms, Jonathan Davies and his younger brother James Davies. They were both in the Welsh side for the victory over Fiji on Wednesday night. Fingers crossed they can keep going all the way for the potential final on the 2nd of November.
Saturday Sports Show, myself Jonathan Twig. Congratulations to Middlesbridge Amateur Boxing Club who put on a tremendous show at the Park House a week last Friday. There were 12 bouts all together in an event organised by Graham Brockway, head coach alongside Kevin and Hannah Jones. Pure West Radio were absolutely delighted to be involved by spinning the tunes behind the scenes and we were also able to pick up some interviews. First and foremost with Mark McCormack, a referee, and I asked him what the build-up's been like. Well, fair play, uh, there's been a lot of volunteers here today, including myself. Uh, we've been here since 10 o'clock this morning, setting the whole event up, uh, and the, the buzz is absolutely tremendous. This is the first boxing bout that's been in Haverford West, or in Pembrokeshire, for four years. How many bouts have we got on this evening? Uh, this evening, uh, th- th- there will be 13 bouts, all, all different weight. With the different weights that you're talking about, you're with the WABA as an official here this evening. How many referees are going to be in the ring and supporting the boxers? And who are those referees? Uh, this evening, uh, there will be four referees, and there'll be also an adi- additional three people uh, scoring cards. So, so that, that, that is six, seven officials here tonight. The, the referees are myself, which is Mark McCormack. Stan Griffiths is another one. He's coming all the way down from Swansea. Uh, there's Mark Smith, who is based in Pendang. And there's Steve Glover. Uh, we're hoping he's going to turn up this evening as well. And Steve's from Letters, and he's a local lad as well. And he's in involvement with Merlin's Bridge Amateur Boxing Club. Who's pulled this together then on behalf of Merlin's Bridge then tonight? Who are the key characters? To be fair, it's Graham Brockway's show. He is the main organiser, uh, but he, he's a very lucky man because he's got a lot of followers, uh, his trainers, his coaches, and there's a lot, also a lot of helpers that help 
helping make this successful. And boxing is one of those sports, I think, when you're in it, you're in it for life. Going back to yourself, Mark, how did you get involved in boxing? I started boxing at the age of 12. Uh, at the age of 17, I'd already won two schoolboy championships. Uh, at the age of 18, I was Air Force champion, right the way up to the age of 24. Uh, and I've always been into boxing. I, I had a large break to bring up my family and so on, and then I've come back in now on the official side. And you're saying as an official, you're out most weeks, whereabouts do you go then as a boxing official? Every week, at least one show, some weeks two shows, and it could be anywhere in Wales. Uh, I also do internationals, Wales, I've done Wales, Ireland, Wales, England, uh, Wales, Scotland. Mark, you're a man with a huge commitment into boxing. You've got a huge smile on your face tonight. I hope you enjoy the evening. Hopefully, Pure West Radio, Saturday Sports Show, can catch up with you again in the near future. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. I also spoke to Teddy Gray from Town Hill Boxing Club in Swansea, who's been involved in the sport for a lifetime, and asked him what it's brought his club down to Pembrokeshire for the evening. Well, we came down for one lad to box, and we turned about with one of Graham's boxing boys. Our lad is called Tom, we call him. His name is a uh, foreign name, he got real stick to Tom. And he's fighting uh, Hogan from down Josh the Hogan, yeah. Josh Hogan from yeah. down this way. How much time and commitment is involved in running a boxing club? Um, well, when I started out in 1971, it was four and a half hours a week. That was three nights a week. And now it's something like 100 hours a week. And you're giving 100 hours into a sport you love? Voluntary, yeah. Voluntary, I understand that completely. What what drags you into boxing? What was it that, that instigated you to become involved in well, boxing, Terry? There, there was a former professional boxer living a few doors away from me by the name of Len Barrow, who was professional, as I said, based in London, but he was home. And he went for a run and he said, come with me, boy. And I went with him and he took me to the boxing club in the night. I was nine and I've been here ever since. So you're the leader in charge of the club? I'm in charge in 1971, I took it over. I took it over in July, 19, July the 21st, 1971. The, the other gentleman that was in charge of it before me was Mr. Bill Pitson, a lovely, lovely, lovely man. And he went into hospital, supposedly with journalists in Morriston Hospital. He went up to see him all the time for the week. And he said, why, it's going to be a little while before I come home. Will you keep the club going until I come home? And here I am. And he still, still hasn't come out. And he still, he never will be. God bless him. Your involvement tonight, are you going to be in the corner with your boxer, Tom? No, I got two of my young trainers going in the corner. Unless I assist as well. I got one brand new one, Ben Davis. And Kevin Simons is our lead trainer at the moment. And he, Kevin will be doing in the corner with Ben assisting. So Tom now in his preparation for this fight, how hard has he trained over the last oh, couple of weeks? He's really trained hard. Yeah, he's really got down to it. But I don't know with Tom because he was a second series football in Italy, I believe, with Juventus. And he just packed it up, walked away, came over to Wales to live. And he's taken a boxing out about two years. And you've obviously seen something in him as well. well. He just he just enjoys the boxing and enjoys the night out. Obviously, we have them all we can. And Terry, I've watched you here this evening. There is a lot of enjoyment. You've got a massive smile on your face, but there's also a discipline with you. Oh, what, yeah. what are you teaching these boys and girls well, within your club? 
I'll tell you the truth, right? I started in the club. I'm in Townhouse, the 70 private area in Great Britain. It kept me out of trouble. It kept me out of the courts. No probation or nothing like that. But I'd done 22 years in jail. Right. Working there. I can understand that. Work, yeah, working there. Yeah. And obviously, boxing instills discipline in view. And you bring it along. And I, I'm very strict with the boys. And you're not strict, you've got respect. And I've seen that with the twins here tonight. Yeah, I, you've only got to look across at yeah, that. Right. And the respect is there to understand. Right. This is a big event yeah. in Pembrokeshire. Well, Four Merlin's Bridge Boxing Club. Irrespective of where they are, if they can't be here, they don't go again. They're representing your club with pride. know well where they stand. Terry, all I can say is I wish Tom all the very best tonight. Okay. Win, lose or draw, that's what boxing's about. You've brought Logs something in the Pembrokeshire and supported Logs us. Logs enjoys, it's all that matters. Look after yourself and I hope yeah. to see you Thank again you. in the next 10 years as Thank well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll see me in 10 years again Of the 12 fights on the night, Middlesbridge had a bit of a slow start. Ryan Dalton, he lost to Cian Duggan from Porth Cole. And Jay James, he lost to Lloyd Lewis from the DJ Boxing Club in Swansea. Josh Hogan, he also lost to Jethmer Tom Luca from Gwent ABC in Swansea. That's what Teddy Lane was talking about a little bit earlier. And unfortunately, young Josh Youngs in his first fight, he had to leave the ring against Michael Glynn from the Coydare Boxing Club in Cumbran. And then there were two very close fights between Ryan Thomas and Lee Jones from the, from the Goods Boxing Club in Cumbran once again. And Sean Sullivan, he was sadly outpointed by Paul Morgan from Penryol. The first win of the evening, that came to Ed Woolard in a tremendous fight over Jordan Jones from Tylerstown, where he was acknowledged as the best fighter on the evening as well. There was also victories for Alex O'Sullivan over David Jones from Porth Call. That was awarded the best bout of the night. And a victory for Jack Mathias as he beat Kia Jones from Aberystwyth, having floored him in the first round also. And I was able to speak to Jack immediately after his victory in the Parkhouse Arena. Yeah, good. Pretty tired, but happy I got the win. So, yeah. How much training have you put into that tonight? Well, good four weeks, I'd say. Solid training. You know, Graham's been taking us on Sundays, four days a week, so I'm dieting. I had to cut like two kilos for this fight, so yeah. You're obviously bouncing in what's happened there tonight. What did the atmosphere like in the oh, ring here? It was buzzing. The ring walk was absolutely crazy. Everyone shouting, yeah. It's a home crowd, so it's going to be good. Three from three, unbeaten in your three fights here, Jack. Yeah. What's the next stage for you now? Get back in the gym, hopefully. Graham will say Monday, so straight back in the gym. And uh, possibly the Novice Championships in two weeks' time. So. In two weeks' time, it's yeah. going to be that quick a turnaround for yeah. you. Where will that take place? Oh, I'm not quite sure. Swansea or Cardiff, I imagine. There we are. Maybe the wrong person to ask straight yeah. after the fight, and we'll have a talk to Graham at the end of the evening yeah. as well. Come in for that. Out there against your opponent tonight. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough fight. Yeah, tough. First round. I sat down I was ish, but then second and third, you feel it. Arms are getting heavy, legs are getting heavy, so yeah, it's good. And how important are the corners to you then to keep that motivation? Yeah, good, yeah. Graham's advice is second to none, so yeah, without him, yeah. No problem at all. On behalf of Pure West Radio Saturday Sports Show, congratulations yes. on what you've done. Best of luck in the fortnight. Cheers. Thank you, Jack. Unfortunately, Ryan Morgan, he was knocked out against Kevin Boate from Aberystwyth, although he did manage to put him on the floor 
in the first round himself and a tremendous battle. And then it was fitting right as a finale that James Griffiths, he overcame Jake Coombs from the Prizefighter Boxing Club, which sent the 1,000 plus crowd home in ecstasy. Sweet Caroline. Congratulations once again, Graham Brockway, Kevin and Hannah Jones, as Paul Satori and Prostate Pembroke benefited from your evening of boxing.
Saturday Sports Zone with myself, Jonathan Twig. In short, Matt Bowles, there's a competition going on in Heatherton over the weekend that started this morning and it'll be finishing tomorrow evening. Pembrokeshire site, well that's been picked as this 20 of the players picked. It's exactly the same team that was picked from the first two rounds of the competition. In the singles, Michael John and Andrew Hudson have been selected. The doubles, Chris Holder, Peter Norman, Chris John and Arlene Evans. In the triples, Kate Hudson-Brown, Aaron Lloyd and Andrew Evans, Mark Taylor, Ridian Reese, and Jamie Stiles. And in the fours, Paul Hudson, Gareth Davis, Robert Hughes and Jonathan Gladstone. Alongside Mark Thorpe, Carl Simmons, James John Davis and Sean Hughes. Similar for the rinks on the Sunday morning, where they're going to have two games straight after each other and they're sticking to exactly the same players and a team that's captained by Ridian Reese. There's going to be an awful lot of activity on the Pure West Radio Facebook page this week after the Card in Half Marathon. Congratulations to all those who took part, those who ran seriously and also those who ran for their own enjoyment and their own fitness and raising funds also. There's a number of people that also took part in the Dale Run the weekend before when there were over 200 runners despite the absolute appalling weather at the end of September. And the winner of that was Pembershire Harrier's own Daryl John. He returned to Half Marathon one hour 20 minutes and 2 seconds. James Lockyer came second, 48 seconds behind John, and in third place was another Harrier, Lee Shannon, in 1.23.07. The first female winner home was Rosie Thomas, who was 15th overall in a time of 1.37.01. Within that half marathon, there was also a 10km race as well. Dan Morgan of Team Chemice, he took home the honours in that in 40 minutes and 5 seconds. Second to him was Thomas Roberts of Cardiff AAC, and the third was Pembrokeshire's own Fraser Watson, a former rugby player with Whitland and his hometown city of St David's, and also a part-time cricketer with Landrian acting as club secretary and a sports concert. Congratulations, Fraser. 42.46 coming back in the 10K. And in the female 10K, Emma Palfrey of Cardiff, she was fifth overall and came minutes and three seconds. Just two seconds ahead of James Dix of Pembrokeshire Tri. The oldest runner that was out on the course, that was Julian Rutter. He was over 70 years of age. And with a backdrop over the St Anne's Head Peninsula, it was an absolutely fantastic event in Dale and one that's etched firmly in the runner's calendar. And a new feature on the Saturday Sports Show here on Pure West Radio with myself, Jonathan Twig, is the Netball League. The Pembrokeshire Junior Netball results from last Saturday, the 5th of the 10th, 2019, and the 14th, the Chaos Hurricanes, 42, Milford, 7. Players player Libby Haggard of the Chaos Hurricanes and Fern Morgan of Milford. In the under 16s, the Chaos Violets, 16, the Sapphire White, 12. Players player Ella Reese, Chaos Violets and Kerris Williams of the Sapphire Whites. In the under 12s, Pembroke, 21, Sapphire White, 1. Players player Callis Kenneford of Pembroke and Heidi Askew of the Sapphires White. Under 14s, Pembroke 2, Sapphire Black 44. Players player Grace Taylor from Pembroke and Mila Blackwell from the Sapphire Black. And the under 14, St David's Black 25, Chaos Cyclone 7. Players player L.A. Willis, St David's Black, and E.V. Goddard of the Chaos Cyclones. There is also a walk in netball, which is an up and coming sport across the world for able bodied, not so able young and old. 
which has proven to be a very popular addition to the Pembrokeshire Sporting Network. Walk for Health is also a new all-inclusive walking-based netball group suitable for all ages and abilities, male and female. There's no previous experience needed, just bring yourselves and loads of enthusiasm, I'm told. That's Mondays, half past six to half past seven at Letterson Memorial Hall. For more up-to-date information, contact Laura Gray on 0745 or follow them on Facebook at Let's Walk Fitness, Health and Wellbeing. There's also massive congratulations to the We Wear the Same Shirt football team who played on Thursday in the FAW Trust Mental Health Football Tournament in Newport's International Sports Village. They only just went and won the plate competition. Well done to all those wearing We Wear the Same football shirt under the auspices of Haverford West County in a side that was started by Wyndham Williams. Congratulations all once again. There's also a football walking club that takes place in Pembrokeshire, one on a Monday and a Thursday in Milford, at the Hubberston Community Centre on a Monday, and at the Mead Sports Centre on a Friday. And there's also one in Haverford West on a Tuesday evening, between 6 and 7pm, which Jeanette Clark told us more. Well, as it suggests, it is actually football, but at a much slower pace. So it's uh, the group particularly is designed for the over-50s who have a love of the game, but perhaps uh, need to take things a bit slower. And for me, it's been absolutely brilliant, because I played football as a child, but there weren't any ladies' teams, so I haven't played football for 40 so many years. To have the chance to turn up on a, on a Tuesday evening and play with people who just love playing football, passing the ball around, it's, it's just great fun. It's a new community initiative. You say it's on a Tuesday evening. What time does it start? Um, it's six till seven. And can anybody turn up? Do they need to get in touch with you? And if they do need to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can just turn up and we'll, we'll, we'll work out you know, teams and stuff on the night. But if they want to get in touch with me to find out a little bit more, my email address is JeanetteClark530 at hotmail.com. There's no E on the Clark, by the way. Or my mobile number is 07917196168. And I'd be happy to answer, answer any questions or give you information about it. It's actually, it's £3 per session. £3 per session is lovely for a workout. So what type of people are you looking for? You've said the over 50s. How active do these people need to be, Jeanette? Well, we've got a whole um, you know, different range of people who attend. Some are very, very fit. Um, and some have got, you know, they, they've got various issues as we're getting older. We get various aches and pains and creaks and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, you, it, it, you have to be of a reasonable fitness that you can actually, you know, walk about for an hour. Um, although, having said that, you don't have to stay on the, on the pitch for the whole hour. And the more we get, the more likely we have to have, uh, you know, shorter games in that, in that time slot. There's people like yourself, Jeanette, that are going to drive this forward. We've got a telephone number. We've got an email address. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, just uh, it, it is absolutely fantastic. It is such good fun. So please come and join us. It's be great. If anybody has got any questions, Jeanette has left her details as well, or you can contact us here at Pure West Radio as we're supporting the initiative to keep people playing walking football in the county. Well, that concludes the Saturday Sports Show once again here on Pure West Radio with myself, Jonathan Twig. For all those enjoying their sport this weekend and in the week coming, Keep the Pemmershire flag flying. 
Salters Blinds offers a wide range of blinds for every room in your home or office. See our extensive range of vertical and roller blinds made on the premises to find just what you've been looking for. Right now, buy five sets of vertical or roller blinds and get the sixth one free. A professional and friendly service awaits you. So visit our showroom today at Unit 1 Withybush Trading Estate or visit saltersblinds.co.uk. Top quality blinds at factory prices. Folly Farm just keeps on growing. A new play area here, a new animal there. So what's new for this year? You can see two-toed sloths, tubby and lightcap in the newly refurbished exhibit Tropical Trails. Little ones with energy to burn? <laughs> then check out Wallaby Ranch play area. Worked up an appetite? Then a visit to the brand new sit-down, table-serviced themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. New contractors have been appointed for the redevelopment of Welsh Water's Llysa Fran Visitor Attraction and Recreation Park. The work will be carried out by WRW Construction Limited, following the collapse earlier this year by the original contractors, Dornus. The redevelopment will include the refurbishment and expansion of the visitor centre and a full upgrade of the cafe. The new outdoor activity centre and waterside cabin will be built to benefit walkers, cycling and water sports enthusiasts and will include a food stop, meeting rooms, changing facilities and cycle hire. £1.7 million of European Union funds was secured through the Welsh Government's Tourism Attraction Destination Programme, led by Visit Wales. Vicky Martin, Head of Visitor Attractions at Dua Cymru Welsh Water, said, We are pleased that our work to create a world-class, vibrant visitor attraction will soon recommence on site. This will create a hub for health and well-being and will bring benefits to the local rural tourism industry in Pembrokeshire. More information is available on Welsh Water Customer Services 